Welcome to this week's Century into Comics. I'm Alex Eschbrock. And I'm addicted to you. Don't you know that you're toxic? Uh, well, welcome to Britney Spears' cast. <laughs> uh, this week we're delving into toxic, as Matt uh, hinted. Uh, That's all we're talking about today is the phenomenon that was Britney Spears' toxic. Why'd you say past tense? It never went <laughs> away. Is, is the phenomenon. Thank you for putting some respect on it. This week we're actually talking about the epic television show Pennyworth. Yes, everyone wants to know about <laughs> Batman's butler before he met Batman. Yeah. Uh, why do I feel like this guy's definitely in a boy band? Alfred Pennyworth? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like neither of those names lends himself to being in a boy band. <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth is the most boy band-centric <laughs> name of all time. Uh, I know this is, at least for me, this was the first ever show that I'd seen on Epics. Actually, I take that back. I watched Get Shorty when I got on Netflix. I enjoyed it, but I really had minimal experience to Epics for this. What about you? I didn't know Epics was a thing until I was forced to watch this television show. I actually, uh, I've been watching Perpetual Grace uh, on Epics. It's by the guy that made Patriot, which is an excellent show. So I recommend that to anyone before we get into the main uh, part of our podcast. But like we kind of hinted about, I don't think Pennyworth. Yeah, so pause, pause the show and go watch whatever Perpetual Grace Perpetual by Stephen Grace. Conrad. Yeah, go watch that. Uh, starring have you, Ben ha- Kingsley, Jackie Weaver, and Jimmy Simpson. Have you watched it all yet? Because the only person I know is Mr. Kingsley. Well, you're just a lot. A.K.A. the Mandarin. That's true. Uh, but we're in, we're sticking with DC today. Um, I think you kind of felt the same way I did, that we were not excited about the show in the slightest uh, when it got announced. No, what are you talking about? A show about Alfred Pennyworth? I was over the moon. I was thrilled. I was enthralled uh, yeah. by the mere concept of a show around this butler guy. It's, yeah, it's one of those things, kind of like Krypton 2, where it's a show about Superman's grandfather. It wasn't a show that we were thrilled about either, which ended up being better than we expected. Uh, but that's going to be terrible. Uh, and I think Pennyworth ended up being much the same. I think it was a show that I ended up enjoying much more than I thought I was going to like it. Uh, it was created by Bruno Heller. Uh, he did Gotham. He created Gotham every season. He did Rome for HBO, and he did The Mentalist for CBS. So he's been around TV for a long time and had a lot of successful shows as well. I feel like they could have made this show, and tell me if you disagree, uh, like 25 minutes longer, and it would have been a perfect film. Yeah, I agree. It would have been a strong film, and they really sh- could have done the show and not called it Pennyworth and given it any other name. I think it would have been fine, too. Yeah. Uh, and that's what... It was just good writing. Yeah, it was good writing. performance. I thought the backdrops were fantastic as well. The set pieces were great for this film. Uh, I film, painted most of, most of them. Wow. All of uh, those gigantic buildings. Uh, I could see you uh, got your signature of Dick Butt in there uh, in mm-hmm. every scene. So mm-hmm. congratulations. Uh, I caught, I want to say, eight of them. I don't know how many you hid. <laughs> 49. Well, I've got to go back and rewatch the pilot. Uh, but essentially, the show takes place in 1960s uh, UK. I want to say in London or around London. I'm not sure specifically. Uh, wow, so. that's really racist that the only town that you know in the UK is London. Yes. Uh, uh, Brisbane, bam. Uh, yep, you nailed it. Uh, and Except, a, bam, that's Australia. Uh, no, uh, there's Brisbane Lane. Uh, it's actually next to Abbey Road. Oh, Brisbane Lane. Uh, uh. Yeah. 
Um, it's next to Madrid, also <laughs> in the UK, uh, and Czechoslovakia. Uh, and who can forget? I saw Chernobyl, and that took place in London. They've recovered really well. Uh, but are you serious, Clark? Yeah, I'm never more serious for anything in my life. Oh, okay. Um, it opens with a fox hunt. We get to see dogs and men in red coats watching foxes get brutally murdered. But I think Matt enjoyed it because it was set to the Rolling Stones painted black, and that's the way all Matt needs. Uh, I was so frustrated by trying to figure out how to download Epics and Epics Now and which one I could actually watch this goddamn show on uh, that I needed a little reprieve and the Rolling Stones provided that. However, let me just say that Paint It Black is the most overrated Rolling Stones song. I don't know. It's on the record. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Uh, It's Brown Sugar. No, excellent song. How come you taste so good? Uh, it's got a great riff that's used in better songs like uh, Bohemian Like You by the Danny Warhols and Little Bitch by The Specials. That's their greatest contribution to music. I will agree with the Danny Warhols but disagree with The Specials because you're trying to put Scott up in this. I'm not trying. We're in, in 1960s London. We are almost there. We're only 20 years away. <laughs> uh but it takes a little while for us to get to our title character. We see this hunt. We see this guy get captured. Uh, we don't really know how he ties in. And for only for the first maybe half hour, there's these two plots going on. We see uh, Pennyworth, Alfred's plot, and then this criminal underground plot. We don't know how they're going to intersect for a while. I knew the whole time. Wow. Uh, I'm very impressed. And we get it. First, we see if Pennyworth is him in military fatigues with two of his former comrades standing over the grave. They're not of, Russians, Alex. Standing over the grave of one of their recently fallen uh, men that they fought with in the war. Can we just call him Jonesy? Yeah, we can call him Jonesy. All right, cool. Uh, but Jonesy is dead uh, <laughs> and buried, and uh, he killed himself. So it kind of a dark undertone. But they also make fun of uh, Alfred for being soft. I think it's interesting because it kind of gives you the painted picture. And we know him best as like a butler, someone who makes yeah. Batman's uh, afternoon tea uh, and cucumber sandwiches, yeah. lest you forget. But I, I like that they did that. Uh, that's a great reference too. I like that they did that because it makes us, the viewer, underestimate him uh, yep. to begin with. And we see him working his first job, not first job, his first post-war job, where he's in a suit and tiny looks dapper. But his job is just to hold the hold the door open as people enter a club. Yep, he's sort of a bouncer, kind mm-hmm. of. But uh, yeah, he but he had to get job. lessons. No, he doesn't. He had to get lessons and and had to open the door. He's opening it too quickly. He needed to open it with style, with some panache, to make it more inviting as they came in. Well, nobody opens the door right perfectly on their first time, Alex. It takes a little bit. That's but true. The second time, exquisite. Yeah. Uh, but we get into the crux. He gets into a like Matt said. He stops something from breaking out, and people try and attack him. And it's because of the UK, of course, someone had a knife. And they try and stab him. Are you uh, trying to tell me that there was anarchy in the UK? Yes. Uh, which is exactly this. It, it's weird how the show becomes the start of the Sex Pistol. I thought that was a radical change. Uh, <laughs> but I was it's on board weird. with it. It's really weird that they made Alfred the front man for the Sex Pistols. I went with it and I thought it was great. But we got to see him doing a spar fight, uh, which he handled himself well. And I, what I liked about this was that the action, like, I think it become, like, desensitized to, like, Jason Bourne type action and everything's, like, a bunch of, like, quick jump cuts over and over again. Like, this feels like an old school, uh, like, an old school film, like, type brawl. Like, where you get to see people being brutalized. Like, just throw, uh, unchoreographed punches. Like, it didn't look like it was, like, trained professional, uh, 
people that have been fighting or had been trained extensively in like martial arts backgrounds. It was just a barroom brawl. People were just throwing heavy fists, uncoordinated, trying to connect with the jaw or the or the gut. Uh, and just trying to make the best situation as they could. Yeah, I think it all started when uh, the man in the back said, everyone attack, and then it turned into a ballroom blitz. That was a Matt original. That was not stolen or copyrighted. It's 100% a Matt original. I wrote that myself. Yeah. If you yeah. want to use it, you can. Uh, it's going to be $100 uh, uh, yeah. per second. I mean, I I don't want to tell people how much it's going to cost, Alex. Okay, $200. Yeah, <laughs> if it, $200 if you watch me touch it. Uh. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, the Jack Bannon plays Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, he's someone that's relatively new. You say Jack Bannon? Uh-huh. How do we skip over a name like the manliest name I know. that ever existed? Jack Bannon. But this is a breaker role for him, obviously. He hasn't really started anything. He's been in bigger things, but as like assistant Razor Boy number two. Like no like breakout roles or anything. And I thought he was excellent in this. What do you think of his performance? I was surprised by how well composed this man was uh i thought he performed the role exquisitely uh i could definitely see him with the snapchat old man filter as alfred i thought he did a great job i was wildly impressed really and truly uh i thought too i thought probably the person that stole this pilot was uh below with faith she said bet sykes who was kind of uh the main villain uh the british mob boss's number two uh, who ended up kid- kidnapping the Lord of the Manor, kidnapping Esme, uh, Pennyworth's girlfriend. I-, I thought she was fantastic. Uh, like she was girlfriend. Thank you. Yes, she was menacing but fun and like playful. Like and like you got the sense that she was dangerous like the entire time. She was like a uh, Rita Skeeter from uh, <laughs> from yes. Harry Potter. I-, I bet she just channeled her in a Rita Skeeter <laughs> the entire time. She called up the actress and like gave tips on how to convey that role. I mean, that's my personal life motto. Is I just, I got a cameo with her. I spent eight thousand dollars on twenty-two minutes of Rita Skeeter, uh, goodness. Uh, was, and now I live my life according to the gospel of Rita Skeeter. And you feel complete. So more power to you. Uh, but uh, I didn't say that. Well, one day you'll get there. We'll achieve enlightenment, hopefully soon. But. Uh, Penguin's girlfriend gets captured, and then he has to go and save her. Uh, it's it's a usual like paint by numbers kind of plot, but it's still really fun the entire time. Like it just feels like this could be a combination mom movie, combination spy movie. Uh, I, I I thought it was pretty great for all this. I never once was like, oh, this scene's going on too long. Oh, I'm so bored right now. Like I, I enjoyed it, everything that I saw. It was fast paced. Yeah. Yeah. And the pilot, I want to say, is 71 minutes, so it's not like a short pilot either, but it was still fun. Yeah, I remember clicking it on and being like, fuck, I'm going to spend so much time on this goddamn show. But it flew by, for the most part. Yeah, and I even liked uh, He has interactions with Thomas Wayne, obviously Bruce's father. Wait, uh, what? And I did like one of my favorite scenes. I didn't se- catch that that was Bruce's father. <laughs> my favorite scenes is that when they're trying to come up with a plan to rescue Esme and not hand over Thomas Wayne... Uh, that he Tom's like, well, you can't do that. You can do this. And he's like, and Alfred asked him, do you have any ideas? He's like, no, I don't have any ideas. Like, I, I just like that. Uh, and then his friend as well, the Scottish soldier, uh, he was he was hurt his feelings that no one asked him if he had any ideas either. He of course didn't because yeah. us Irish are dum dums. But it was the principle of the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so the real question is, would you? Get an Epic's subscription for this show. 
Absolutely not. (laughs) When it comes on Amazon and I can buy the whole season, I'll debate it then. Yeah, I'm not going to say. I think this might end up being on Netflix. Uh, Season one of Get Shorty ended up on Netflix long after it aired, so it might be some time. Maybe it'll end up on the DC Universe streaming series as well, too. I don't know. That'd be cool. Uh, Because Krypton ended up on there eventually. Uh, So maybe that'll happen as well. Um, But I really enjoyed it i did get a 30-day free trial of epics uh it's only six dollars a month so it's not that bad and right now for some reason even though air episodes two and three have not aired on the epics channel they're available to stream on the epics now app so i'll probably check those out too that's not a bad idea do you know how many episodes this season's gonna be just 10 just 10 yeah uh, I'm curious, and a lot of things kind of wrapped up in this first season. Obviously, he's going to go work for Bruce Wayne as a be his head of security. Uh, and I'm curious about how he becomes like the Alfred, like we know, not not just like a butler, but someone someone who's more refined, like someone who knows like the skills in the kitchen. Uh, Alfred in the comics a lot as well has acting skills. Obviously, his girlfriend is an actress, so maybe pick him up from there and get some love of the theater and also the theater there. I'm curious to see how he gets to that and how someone who is uh, a loyal, like, hardened soldier becomes a butler. I was beyond floored with the fact that this is a series and, like I said, not just a short film because it it wrapped up so neatly and so perfectly yeah. that it, it it lends itself to a, a cinematic type of a thing. I agree. It really does. And I thought the music was great for this film. I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, the Rolling Stone song itself, but I thought, like, the music was really well done, too. It had, like, that old school uh, Golden Age of Cinema feel to it as well, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and this is something that I would recommend to people who don't give, who don't care at all about comics or Batman or anything at all, because and I, I think they would still really enjoy this film. If you're if you're in action, yeah. If you like stuff like Peaky Blinders and things like that, I yeah, mean, uh, absolutely. yeah, I think uh, this show would be right up your alley. I mean, if your girlfriend only watches Sense and Sensibility, this might not be for her. But if she can get down to some action, she might enjoy it, too. Well, maybe Pennyworth's first acting role will be playing, uh, I don't know, uh, a Jane Austen character. That'd be great. Yeah. So now, now, see, I say that because my girlfriend would never, ever watch this stuff with me. Uh, if her life depended on it, she would, <laughs> she would really struggle to get into it. She would get on her phone and end up dead because her life depended on it. So well, I'm just saying. At least that makes for an interesting obituary. <laughs> and maybe you can make DC pay for it. I've got an idea. <laughs> okay, it's going to be a pending legal court case. That was uh, that was satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is yeah. pretend. Yeah. Wink. Jokes. <laughs> uh, so what would you rate this uh, on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, seven and a half. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think I give it a seven. Uh, I'd recommend it to really, really to anyone. As long as you, as long as you like, uh, fast paced, well shot, well acted, well scripted action shows that take place in the 1960s. I know that's kind of pigeonholing, pigeonholing it some, but I think it's really good for most anyone. You don't need to like comics at all to like this. This is a family podcast. Please don't talk about pigeonholing here. Well, and I also like her men how to comic podcast. I'm recommending like, Hey, if you don't like comics, <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. It's for you. Uh, and I will, and I'll probably watch as many episodes as I can, uh, before it comes up. And I'm probably, yeah, if you like the Kingsman, this is, yeah, seems like a, a good comparison a as well too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you saw the trailer for the new Kingsman and you're like, Oh, I mean, that's, I like what the direction is going. This is very much like that. I feel like obviously not on a cinematic budget, but yeah, 
Not um, necessarily the first two, but I definitely could see it as the yeah. King's Man. Yeah, and there's still some lighthearted moments in this as well, too. Yeah, well, uh, there, there are. It's basically Downton Abbey, but with gangsters. So if you like Downton Abbey. Yeah, uh, Maggie Smith blows some fuckers yeah. away in this movie. <laughs> Oh, speaking of, before we close, I don't want to talk about my favorite moment. It's uh, towards the very end, whenever he gets, uh, he leaves, he frees his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend. He goes back to his parents to relax, and his parents are being held hostage. Eventually, they overpower them, uh, and then his parents just kick the crap uh, uh, out of the mobsters holding them hostage. I love it. And like it wasn't like one punch or two. Like they were laying on the ground in the position. They were just beating <laughs> the crap out of them. Like I love it. Like that was a nice, fun touch. Top notch. You don't get. Uh, but that I think is gonna wrap it up for this week's episode of Henchman of Comics. Uh, we're gonna have a special one of the week episode. We're gonna talk about the number ones for the month of July, and there are a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that on our other podcast. Uh, that's going to do it for me, though. Uh, as always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitch. Uh, you can find us on TikTok uh, and wherever books are sold. Uh, and the Billboard charts are currently number one <laughs> uh, on the Hot 100. Uh, and the Heat Seekers, too. Uh, for Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Dashback. And I'm your new butler. Hitching ain't easy. Hitching ain't easy.